Welcome in everyone to the newest episode of the Big Influence Podcast. Today we have Phoebe and Gavin, aka the best couple on YouTube. <laughs> How are y'all doing today? We're doing great. Doing really We're really excited to be a part of this, Pops. We've we kind of all found each other through our gaming YouTube channels and Pops reached out to us and we're super thankful to be here. Yes, I'm very thankful to have you. And so one thing I like to start with, a nice little icebreaker question. We all got to eat something. If each of you had to have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? We think, Gav. All right. So me, it'd be some kind of grilled chicken and rice. I can do whatever I want with that, change it up day to day, but grilled chicken and rice. You gonna get into bodybuilding or something? Like you want to <laughs> it's just been always a go-to. It's just so good. Yeah, Gavin and I have um I think we both grew up eating a variety of like uh, hearty like meals. Um, and then like whenever our families were on the run, like fast food meals. So I think like the further we've gotten into like our marriage and living together, we've been like getting outside of our, our norm of the American eating and trying to get healthier. Um, so we've been doing hello fresh lately, like oh, okay. the, the meal, meal preps. And, uh, we've really enjoyed making our own sauces and combining like oh, yes. the vegetables with the meats and the rice. Like, uh, I used to not eat any rice meals at all. And Gavin, um, he used to not eat any vegetables at all. So I think that us getting outside of our comfort zones like is allowing us to not only enjoy broader food, but it's also like letting us take care of our bodies better with healthier eating. And to build on that, it also gives us an opportunity to do something together because a lot of the time we're prepping it all and cooking it together, which yeah. is also really nice. It's a great yeah. activity, by the way. Yeah. Yes. So it's my under I learned while we were scheduling, you're in the central time zone. So without doxing yourself, are you in the everything is fried central time zone or everything is cheese central time zone and beer? Uh, right smack in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, oh, okay. we're smack in the middle of the Midwest. <laughs> yep. So it, we got, got a little bit of everything. <laughs> people are going to have cheese on everything and a we're lot of have things. Fries with fried. everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I bet the Dairy Queen is lit where you are. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Always. Sam <laughs> from Texas. And apparently our Dairy Queen's are very unique. I, are Holitos a thing where you are? Holitos? No, I don't. I've never heard of Holitos. I have not. I have not either. They're deep fried jalapeno pieces. You can either get eat them like fries or you can put them on your burger, which I highly Ooh. recommend. <laughs> that actually sounds really good. It does sound good. So the Holito Hunger Buster is not a thing where you are. Mm -mm. Nope. Okay. Well, if you ever get lost and wind up in Texas, there's no reason to come here on purpose. Um, <laughs> check out, see if you can find a Dairy Queen with Alitos. We will. We'll have to do that. We will have to do that. <laughs> okay. Put it on our bucket list of traveling. <laughs> now, one thing all three of us have in common, like we mentioned before, we're all YouTube gamers. So for each of you, can you tell me about the very first time you recall playing a video game and what was it? Uh so Gavin is very much more broad with his gaming experience. I grew up, the very first game I ever played was Kirby um, on my grandparents' old Nintendo. And then my uncle, so my dad had a PlayStation 1, and my uncle gave me and my dad Crash Bandicoot. And because I liked Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation 1, um, my dad got me into the Spyro the Dragon series. So when I was, you know, four, five, and six, that's those were the three games that started me into gaming. And honestly, I'm going to still say that Spyro the Dragon is still, like, one of my favorite gaming series. I am a simple third-person adventure 
gamer at heart. I love the cute third person adventure game. So that's me. <laughs> I think I also had a uh, PlayStation one and the two earliest games that I can remember playing. One was Castlevania symphony of the night. And the other was crash team racing. Mm -hmm. Those are the two earliest games that I can remember playing. And I loved Castlevania. So good. It was so good. Yeah, Gavin even got me uh, watching the Netflix Castlevania uh, <laughs> an anime. Yeah. It, it was, it was. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. We're both like really into, um, like Gavin still loves all the Castlevania games. I still love all the Spiral and Crash games. I have never beaten the Crash Bandicoot game. I had all the Crash Bandicoot games except Crash Team Racing on PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. And I never defeated one and I still haven't so I'm, I'm gonna make it a goal to maybe like live stream it on our channel um and marathon it until you beat it yeah okay I need to beat one crash game pops it has to happen <laughs> I've beaten Spyro the Dragon a million times you know <laughs> but <laughs> see I was a Nintendo 64 kid so I never played crash until the first act of Uncharted 4 if y'all played that <laughs> yes yeah and i was I like you can't see where you're running like it it was very <laughs> even on nintendo 64 it was like that sometimes you're just oh, sprinting yeah. toward you don't know what yep yeah <laughs> so it's no wonder you didn't beat it because you literally can't see where you're going like crashes yeah. at the bottom of the screen moving towards you <laughs> yeah yeah running away from the big uh indiana jones boulders sometimes yeah <laughs> or just dinosaurs it's it's a it's a wild ride it really is but, so yeah one question I have now, y'all are unique in the sense I believe you both had YouTube channels before creating your own together. Is that correct? Yes. So, like, what was y'all like? So, before we go into the joint venture, like, can y'all tell me about your journeys individually on YouTube? Yes. So, when I was in middle school, and I'm not gonna release those uh, that those channel names, I made a bunch of lyric videos and a bunch of parody videos. When I was like 13 or 14. So that middle school Phoebe is still out there somewhere on YouTube. Um, and I wanted to be a YouTuber when I grew up. Um, so, I, and I had some lyric videos that had like 15 or 16,000 views. And I like, I checked when Gavin and I recreated our channels. I was like, oh dang, these actually had like some views. I can't access those channels now because the, um, the Google taking over YouTube happened between then and now. So there's no way I can access those channels now. So we don't need to address it. But I wanted to, I grew up wanting to be a YouTuber. Um, I was in middle school in like 2009, 2010. Um, so that's when I feel YouTube kind of started exploding. Um, especially that's about for, that time, yeah. Yeah, especially for people my age. Um, we were like the first younger kids to like just fully grow up middle school through high school on um youtube like that um so i wanted to be a youtuber and so fast forward to the pandemic gavin wanted to build a computer I did. okay <laughs> yep I, I was getting a little a little tired of the limited availability of stuff with consoles because that's all I'd ever grown up on and the more and more I saw on like uh, YouTube and TikTok and other places about just the variety with PC and PC gaming uh, I was really interested to try to build one and so that's what we did 
but there but there was a condition there was a condition we couldn't just buy it to build it we had there had to be a goal with it and that is how uh the first channel for well our recent our gaming, channels yeah. our first gaming channel gavin mac games i was like I was like, you know, I really enjoyed doing YouTube and I might want to get back into it. I have um, my art channel because I was an art teacher for three years. Um, so I have my art channel that I wanted to do and I still really haven't done a lot with. Um, but and then Gavin made we made Gavin Matt Games for his channel. And it went really from Gavin Matt Games to um, his wife was starring in every gaming video. So I was like, I, I want you to have your gaming channel, but I don't want to limit you on your gaming channel. And Gavin kind of had like a reverse thing of like, well, I, I like mm -hmm. doing YouTube with you. Like, so oh, I hadn't, hadn't quite, hadn't quite got to a uh, comfortable spot in doing it with just myself yet so having somebody else like my wife be in there with me to kind of get through everything and be able to rib and riff off of each other was really nice yeah which led to the creation of our channel our gaming adventures which we recently this year changed to phoebe and gavin because um we want to start um bridging into other videos like we have a couple reaction videos on our channel we have um a couple of personal um just us talking to the camera to our community videos we want it to be more than just gaming it is primarily 98 gaming right now um but we wanted to like keep the title more surrounding us which is something that we also wanted to talk about with you um is like the balance of being in a healthy relationship prioritizing our relationship and our personal lives versus like trying to build a channel together and work together. Cause Gavin and I have had like several conversations of like, should we keep doing the joint channel or should we go, you know, do our personal channels? Because we, we value, we value our YouTube channel and our community, but the, our first priority is going to be us and our relationship. And we don't yeah. want to in the future, um, become, less husband and wife and more co-workers that kind of have to live together we don't we we like are always very upfront with our communication of like okay how are we gonna have a healthy separation how are we gonna create healthy boundaries like it once this does become a full-time job for us how are we gonna keep our you know phoebe and gavin youtube separate from the real life phoebe and gavin and, and maintain a healthy relationship um so we are always constantly discussing that because we don't want to be like oh, this couple broke up and this YouTube couple broke up and this because, I mean, like the whole reason we started gaming together with the YouTube channel is because we wanted to game together mm -hmm. and we want to keep it healthy. But, you know, um, through over the past year, um, Pops, you and I have talked about it briefly, like I have been grieving, you know, the, the passing of my father um, from last January and just balancing our unified goal while also trying to live life and maintain a healthy relationship is very hard. Just the work-life balance struggle of like full-time jobs, YouTube, taking care of our animals, taking care of ourselves, taking care of our health. So it's just like, that is what our main strain is now is like, how do we find a healthy schedule for content creation? And how do we find a healthy work-life balance with our passion of what we want to do? And how do we not let our passion get between what started yeah. the joint channel together 
That is a very in-depth answer. I really appreciate y'all being open and honest about that. Yeah. And also, one quick sad thing. When you were talking about doing YouTube in middle school, uh, when I graduated from high school, YouTube was still in beta. Nice, nice. So and I think YouTube... it was an independent company still at that point. Really? Someone was like, did you hear Google bought YouTube for $6 million? We're like, what? Or something <laughs> like that. Nowadays, like $6 million be pocket change. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For all these corporations. Oh, yeah. So one thing we all deal with, we all deal with our fair share of trolls. Now, how do you two like to handle them? And also, since this is, wait, are y'all partners or husband and wife? Like, what's the official? We are, hus we are husband and wife. Okay. We, so yeah, we've been married for four years. So I normally go into this, but number one, how do you like to handle them? And number two, is there ever a conflict not to handle them? Is one of you like a banner and the other one is like an antagonizer? Or is it, <laughs> are y'all unified on that front? You know, I think on some of them, we just, we try not to just take anything personally. We just kind of take it as, well, I mean, they came here. So it's, it's an interaction. It's, yeah. For better or worse, it's an interaction. We, we definitely don't take it personally um, because, you know, there have been a couple like comments like saying like, oh, you guys are the most unenthusiastic couple. So we try to learn from both the positive and negative comments but we try to also have the same uh, outlook on both positive and negative comments we want to build our community of course with the people who show us their love show us their support but we can't let either the positive or negative get to our head and like the fact like sometimes gavin and i have um enjoyed watching markiplier and the way that he phrased it was kind of like um, I don't let either, you know, positive or negative comments get to me because at the end of the day, um, I have to live with myself. I have to grow with myself. And, um, so it's kind of just like having that healthy separation. And whenever we do have negative comments, we usually just ignore them or say, you know, thanks for watching. Because like Gavin yeah. said, it is another interaction, um, unless it is like completely, uh, verbally abusive or harassing another person on the comments, then we just totally delete it. Yeah, yeah. If so, it's something obscene or just completely abhorrent, yeah, yeah, get rid of it. Um, cut that out. I think that our main thing of trying to keep the work-life balance healthy is also trying to keep our relationship with ourselves, not only in our uh, marriage but also our like healing and growing individually, like trying to not let people's viewpoint change our viewpoint on ourselves, if that makes sense. Um, I've been therapy for just a little bit over a year now and really just trying to sit with myself, find myself and really just heal for myself has really helped um, take it to this level because, you know, middle school Phoebe and growing up and even like early 20s Phoebe, would definitely take every every comment personal, would definitely be like, oh, well, their opinion of me matters. Well, in the end, I have to live with me. And um, what I don't like about American culture is how individualistic it promotes, but it's like trying to have that healthy individualistic mindset of not letting um, the negative energy bog me down. So it's kind of like a, a juxtaposition of like both things can be true while having a healthy healthy separation on that okay 
I've debated yeah. starting to, to do what's called the pin of shame. It's where you take the most <laughs> negative comment and pin it. Pin it. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You put the comment there. Like what happens, happens. You know, I don't get yeah. you know, but you know, very exactly. You know, it's like I can't really, I don't it's it's really just not giving energy to it, honestly. Yeah. Okay. And also speaking, you made a mention of work-life balance. And that does bring me to Less of a question, more of an observation. Now, before I get into that, Gavin, can you tell me what your day job is, if you're comfortable? Absolutely. Uh, I am postman. Postman. I'm a, post I'm a postman. walks 15 miles a day, Pops, every On day. On foot. Yes, yes. yes. I, I drive from spot to spot, and then uh, between spots, I get out, and I walk. Yep. Okay, and I ask that because there are times where Phoebe will do a video that's just her and the entire comment section is like that guy from red dead redemption 2 have you seen my <laughs> friend gavin and i'm like <laughs> yeah gavin? you know and I'm, where's gavin <laughs> yeah and i'm like you can't work from home as a postal carrier i was about to say mail no. but i don't want to reduce your station sir you know <laughs> yes. nah. you can yeah. call him a mailman you can yep. call him a postal carrier the official term is a city carrier Le letter carrier uh, letter oh, carrier, letter yeah. carrier. Oh, okay he, yeah. has a, mm -hmm. he works for the government yes yeah. you know, so he's basically cia at this point he yeah. controls uh, information and communication <laughs> that i do he can shut down the country <laughs> in a minute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay because I, I just always thought that was funny i was like I, if you watch more than once, you know Gavin has a day job. It's been discussed. Sometimes you'll mention it in the video, and people are like, "Where's Gavin?" I'm like, "You didn't watch the first thirty seconds of the video." Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, although you did leave, and this isn't going to make the cut because I don't like shitting on indie games, but uh, you did leave Phoebe to fight all alone, and that is <laughs> that was pops. That was ultimately my choice. I saw that it came out when he on my day off when he was working because our work schedules have kind of been opposite since I left teaching, and I was like. Okay. Because, you know, Pops, I'm going to let you in on a secret. We play primarily horror games on our channel. I freaking hate anything scary. I have. Because... I used to until I played Bloodwash. If you have not played that, it is basically a 90 minute horror movie in video game form. Just... Ooh. Like 80s <laughs> style. I was going to say, you probably don't recognize it from the name, but I, I've showed you like a clip of it. Oh. Some people are like, oh, is that the game of the laundromat? And I'm like, that's not the point. But yeah, that's technically. The point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Pop's like, um, <sighs> if I, you know, and another thing, like Gavin and I always try to learn something with our new videos. But if you go back to our old videos, the editing isn't great. But gosh, our reactions are like all our reactions to those scary things are genuine. When we played Escape the Iowaki, that was like the first official scary game we played I together. Played that one. Ah, and it's not even that scary looking back since we have like 70 plus horror games now, but Pops, I was literally like high pitched screaming because I just, I don't watch scary movies. I hadn't played scary games and now we're primarily like an indie horror gaming channel. Yep. It scary... is nice. A lot of the games are free too, which is yes. Oh, yes. It just it helps. So good. So nice. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna leave that in. I'm just gonna bleep the game name. But I was not fond. And I remember I after I finished playing, I was like, this whatever clicks I get just aren't worth it. I know you said you put I you went into it a little bit, but like what specifically made you say, Hey, let's try a horror game? Whose idea was that? <laughs> this guy right here. You wanna you wanna tell was everybody it, about did, did it start with 
the Halloween stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. La- last year. <laughs> so uh, I just had this idea, right? Like, all right. Uh, I remember as a kid just being at my grandparents' house. Whenever Halloween or October would roll around, sci-fi would do the 31 days of Halloween or whatever. And, you know, have a different horror, have horror movies pretty much running nonstop for every day of October. And I was like, why don't we just adapt that to gaming? Let's play a different horror game for every day of October. And I was like, it's brilliant. And this was like last February or March. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, says the person who's never played a scary game. And so last summer we started recording the 31 Days of Spooky Games and that's kind of what started us into it. And um, right before that we had just finished where we had just started FNAF Security Breach and we had never played and we still haven't played another Five Nights at Freddy's game besides Security Breach. And then we also played Poppy Playtime Part 1 at the beginning of last year. So I was like, okay, yeah, 31 different games. That can't be too bad. And let me tell you, Pops, me as a person, like me individually... It got me very, very, very much uncomfortable and forced me to get outside of my comfort, happy games like Spyro the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot. I was like, oh, and still sometimes I'm like, yeah, but I can't, I can't do it. But I'm, I'm proud of myself for how, how long we've, we have, uh, how far we've come with scary games. Yes. But it was definitely Gavin's idea. I would never suggest a heinous thing like that. <laughs> and th- that's another thing. The benefit of having the two of us there doing this together is we have the iconic... <laughs> Uh, switcheroo we, the switcheroo yeah we are always like switching <laughs> if one of us gets too overwhelmed or too uncomfortable or too scared we're just like all right let's flip-flop it real fast <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i had a similar story i was straight away from horror for a while because i played murder house last easter which ironically enough about to play it again it traumatized nice. me a little bit but i decided to do a thing called Popstober where I was going to go back to horror and I was like I'm having more fun and I'm spending less money so exactly yes yeah also have y'all played Murder House no mm-hmm. no we have not are they y'all well uh, haven't they made a couple of other games that are similar uh oh yeah he's made a ton he made Power Drill Massacre Nun Massacre Stay Out of the House like it's okay. the same guy that Massacre I've yes. seen, I don't want to play that game. I played that for about 15 <laughs> minutes. I've never chickened out of a game so fast in my life. I, I even got <laughs> the PC version to his Patreon. It's on, I have, because I played the first one on Switch. Like, it's on my PC. It's installed. I can play it whenever I want. I just don't want to. <laughs> I just grabbed the file fun. while I was a Patreon <laughs> subscriber, but I'm eventually going to play it. Maybe when I hit a thousand. I don't know. But You should, if you want. Of course. <laughs> well, I, mean, I will. I will not. <laughs> you first? <laughs> you first. <laughs> or you can get Gavin to play it. <laughs> I don't want to traumatize him like that. Yeah, I'll try my best. I, I mean, if you want, I'll be sitting right here next to you. <laughs> next time you forget to take out the trash, be like, oh, it's fine. Hey, I thought of a game we could play. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to play Nun Masker? Make it up up to me. <laughs> it's a clever idea. It's a clever idea. Yeah, oh, so geez. I recommend Murder House. It's also kind of like a 90-minute horror movie. Not as much as Blood Wash, but it is fun, though. Okay. And is it is it as scary as Nun Massacre? No, nothing is as scary as that game. Nun Massacre made me feel physically ill afterward. Oh, I'd lay down. Oh, because it's also it's mostly auditory. Ah, even worse. Yeah, because a a horror game that can provide 
good ambiance. It doesn't matter what it looks like. If it can provide a horrifying ambiance, it's going to get you. Yeah. The thing that gets me the worst. I think, yeah. Did y'all play The House in the Woods? The one, the Blair Witch thing? Mm, maybe. It's kind of like a remake mm-hmm. of the ending of Blair Witch, but it's where you start in the woods and you have to go find a house. Like, the, I don't think we have yet. Okay, then no. I highly recommend it. But like, the number one thing that gets me is when you're walking through the woods and it's dead quiet and all of a sudden you hear a twig snap. Because oh. did my dad yeah. do that or does someone else do that? Yeah. Oh, hate yeah. that. Terrifying. Yeah. That's... I think just talking about some of these scary games and since we we all have had our fair share with some of these scary games on our YouTube channel, I think that what's really nice not only about um, the free indie horror games is that we not only are getting a break on our pocketbook, we're also supporting a bunch of creators that have so many different ideas and some are more scary than others. Some are, it's just nice to see a different approach with all of these scary games. And it's really nice to break away from the indie horror of Poppy Playtime and FNAF. Like it's, it's nice supporting individual creators that just are putting an idea to their program. All right. So Y'all have mentioned like the dynamics of like your relationship versus having a YouTube channel. Do y'all ever have a disagreement over what you want to do with the channel or the game you want to play? Like whether it be minor or major, how do y'all handle those things whenever those things come up? Like differences of opinion, so to speak. Um, I think we just kind of try to talk with each other about what each of our individual ideas about something are. Um, I know Phoebe's talked to me about like, you know, designs and all the artwork and everything that she's done for Phoebe and Gavin from, you know, the actual, uh, icon to the banner up top, uh, or even when we're editing and just giving each other ideas or suggestions and just trying to communicate what each of us feels would be good. Honestly, yeah, just keeping the communication open. I think that the only time we really bicker is when we're tired and we've been editing for hours. <laughs> so and so we usually have to be like, okay, is this, are we really mad at each other or are we frustrated with editing? Like we have to usually take a step back and be like, okay, what are we actually frustrated over? If it's editing, we'll take a break. If it's, we're not agreeing on something and it's usually never, we're not agreeing on something for the channel or the video. Um, It's usually more trying to figure out how we're going to edit it or enhance it to make it eye popping, eye catching throughout the video. So it's like, how can we fine edit this? Um, That's usually like our main form of working together besides of course, like recording together, editing together. Um, That's usually where the work problems come up not not like bickering or anything that's usually like our main focus is editing and that's where we've we've I don't think we've really fought over editing or let that get in between because I think that we've both really seen editing as our hobby that we've grown together at like it's 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 almost like um a collective goal that we're always trying to learn something from each video and okay this transitioned and it looks so well in this old video how can we make it better because the idea was good so it's just constant collaboration Mm -hmm. I think that um 
if you watch a video from nine months ago to a video now, like we still have a long way to go, but it's nice just to see the progress. Like editing together has been our main, I mean, as, as you would know, editing is the main time suck. Like it is the main yes. time suck. So us being able to like grow together with that has been so wonderful. Um, that's what's also been hard about trying to find a balance in our different work schedules now is um, we we just haven't had a lot of time to edit together. But yeah, I think that we just try to keep the communication open. I think that, you know, at the beginning of this year, Gavin needed a couple months off just to take a break from editing because we were editing so much. Um, and so it's just really listening to each other's needs as well of like, okay, are you feeling like doing content today? If we don't do it today, we need to make time to do it, you know, later. And it's just hmm. honestly just a ton of open communication, respecting each other's needs and boundaries. Like that's, that's the main thing. Um, we, there have been times we've been burnt out from work and content creation and we just, we just talk about it. Just like, okay, what do we need? We need rest. We'll come back when we feel like it. You know, um, another thing going off of this, we used to let, when we first started, when we had like 100 and 200 subscribers, we used to let the numbers destroy us, which really was draining. Now, what we try to do, um, once we record a video, edit it, get it uploaded to YouTube, uh, do the thumbnail, once it's released, we try to look at it for like the day of, and then we move on. We just have to move on, which is nice in it's almost like a healthy separation of like, okay, we what did we learn from this video? Whether it be editing, recording, um, uploading, what did we learn? Uh, or the numbers on YouTube, and then how can we move on? Because if we sit in, oh, this video we loved, but it didn't do well. If we sit in it, it just, it um, leads to more burnout. It leads to more discouragement. And yeah. we have to keep the joint uh, goal in mind of like, we started this because we wanted to have fun together and it's not only us gaming and having fun together but we're also learning you know editing skills and growing together as people so it's nice it's a little connection it is yeah being able to learn new styles of editing different ways to enhance or accentuate things and just doing that together and being able to discover like hey i tried this you want to take a look at it do you think this works or should we try something different? And I think that, I mean, we we uh, have like a weekly meeting with some of our other small YouTuber um, friends, uh, just like sharing content creation knowledge tips and a uh, thing that our friend Snook has told us like, well, you guys have each other to take on some editing load and you'd have each other to like riff back and forth and get ideas from. You know, uh, sometimes it's more discouraging to people like starting a gaming channel or a channel by themselves because they may not have what you guys have. And that's also like yeah. put it into perspective with us of like, okay, well, when Gavin needs a break, I'll take it over. When I need a break, he's taking it over. So we do have kind of that balance that some other channels starting out may not have. So how exactly does a two-person edit session work? Like, does one do audio and the other do video? Or do y'all pass the mouse, like the controller? Or be like... So in the very beginning, it was kind of like pass the mouse. Now Gavin focuses on making the audio well. I focus on doing the rough cuts. Um, and then Gavin is much more, I'm less patient with making the final cuts of like transition smooth. So um like, for example, you know, the zoom in to us may be quick, but the zoom out uh, may not be like the same time frame, if that makes sense. 
Um, Gavin is much more like better at like counting each keyframe out, like hyper focusing on making sure like all the transitions are better. So that's why he does audio. I do rough cutting. He usually does the first half of fine editing. And then we usually like finish it off together and like go through it all together and like, okay, do we really need this? What else can we accentuate? This is dead. Um, so it went from kind of, kind of a cluster to now we like kind of section out each video. So we're still like working on our strengths, but also learning together. I, for the longest time, and I'm trying to get better at it now is I, I had a hard time rough cutting. I had a hard time figuring out, okay, when do I cut this off to move on to whatever's going to be next? And I have found, I have a little bit of an easier time with it now being like, Okay, cut that off because that was a, I feel like a good like ending point for this scene. Where am I going to pick this up next? Scroll forward a little bit. Okay, I think this is good. Uh, there was something kind of funny in there, but I don't think it's really worth keeping in this section of time. Yeah. Well, me, I'm just like, get it out of here. Cut this off. Cut this out. Cut this off. <laughs> because people have a short attention span. There we go. So, so if Gavin's the audio man, I guess that means he has audacity. <laughs> i do have the audacity <laughs> there we go all right so one last question before we go this is at the end of every episode have y'all ever seen inside the actor studio inside the actor studio yeah it was a show on bravo it, it's sort of like a juiced up version of theater but it's geared toward film students it's uh okay. bradley cooper wasn't a wasn't a lot but it was a and basically the host james lipton would interview different hollywood actors and at the end of every episode, he would ask the same question that I'm about to ask you. What is your favorite swear word and why? <laughs> mm. I'm not sure if I've heard Gavin swear before. I think Phoebe may have dropped a few. Oh, yeah. I Out of, the, out of us, I definitely swear more. Um, In videos, most definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I try to work on it. I, I would say, I would say, I would say fuck. It's my favorite swear word, but um, what's nice about Gavin and I, whenever we riff off each other, whether it be a video or real life, we always just say a bunch of random goofy words that we make up, like, like um, you know, like snoozle frass or something, you know, something like Snoozle-frass. that. Snoozle frass, okay. Snoozle frass. I don't know. Is that Gav, your favorite your... swear word, Gavin? Snoozle frass? <laughs> it is now. It is. Where do you put the now. star on snoozle frass? The O's. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um you know i think dropping the f-bomb is always just like a really easy go-to i had to say favorite though hmm. i hear him say damn a lot like that's one he most says that's the classic yeah, yeah. i i do go with the classic damn it yeah to anything that i'm getting tired of yeah <laughs> that has like ex-mormon energy you're like i'll say damn and i'll drink caffeine you know <laughs> yep yep he loves his caffeine I, I do. are you an ex-mormon no oh okay i thought i was like oh my god i got the scoop but okay <laughs> i got the scoop no <laughs> okay so that's good also one last quick question in an old in a youtube short y'all have done phoebe is seen holding what looks like a claymore sword <laughs> Where did y'all get that from? All right. So uh, you can get these from an online store uh, called Cold Steel. This one I happened to find at a pawn shop. Mm -hmm. 
really <laughs> uh back in yeah back in a small town uh <laughs> where Phoebe went to college at mm-hmm. i had uh brought in like a prop one that i got somewhere just to get rid of it and then i happened to see that behind the counter and i was like can i see that <laughs> And ha- I've had it ever since. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Was this before or after you met Phoebe? Before. Before. <laughs> I was about to say. I didn't know if, like, would that be something you would sign off on in 2023, Phoebe? Um, I'd be like, as long as it's not a piece of junk and you're not spending, you know, too much money, sure. Get a sword. I'm sure it was <laughs> just... very cost efficient. <laughs> it's just going to lay around like this one. <laughs> I as a pawn shop buy you know i think 120 bucks was fine okay not bad not bad <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah gavin and i gavin and i met on tinder really? we met on it yeah. oh, yes yes we did yeah we met on tinder and then um i was i was it was it's a little funny to end the little podcast episode but it's a little funny how it went i was on tinder for about a year and i was totally over it i was honestly about to um give up because i had been on like 11 tinder dates um with different people and gavin messaged me and i was i was over everybody i was like whatever so he messaged me and he the first message he was like I see that you like Marvel. Like, do you also, do you like DC as well? Or are you more into Marvel? And um, I was like, well, Marvel. And then like, I left him on red for like a couple days. And that was how our, how our like message interaction back in 2016 kept happening. He would like send me a long paragraph to a question I asked and like really give me as much detail as possible and since I was over everything and, and dating and everybody, I'd just be like, cool, like one word answer two days <laughs> that later. That is so demoralizing. <laughs> it, it, it is. And, and, and I can't and speak back. for you. I'm sorry to catch up, but I don't know if this applies to you, but like the ones that complain the most about low effort messages are the ones that give low effort responses. You're like, don't send me a one word message. And you're like, yeah, when you like message them, <laughs> yeah. I can't stand it. But like, so you yeah. were saying? I was, I was, I wasn't giving him the time of day. I would honestly forget he would message me. And then he asked to meet up and have our first date. And I was like, okay. Um, And we had been talking off and on for like three weeks at this point. And I met him and he was uh, 15 minutes early to our date. I was 15 minutes late to our date. I've been there several times. and And he opened up the door for me at the restaurant. He was waiting for me outside and he was opening up the door for me. And I looked at him and I was like, damn it he's cute (laughs) and then we've been we've been together ever since like it took me meeting him in person I was like oh no (laughs) I like him (laughs) fun fact I met her family and friends on that first date yeah because like that that's how that's how I okay pops 2016 Phoebe was a very different person than 2023 Phoebe I was like okay I like this guy he's cute let's try to scare him off so I don't have to waste my time I was like I'm having some friends over at my house. My, pa- I mean, I still live with my parents, but do you want to come by and play some board games with my friends and meet everybody? And he was like, sure. And that's, we we had dinner, we had our first date and he came over afterwards and played he met. We party. Yeah, we did. We played the Wii. <laughs> we played Wii board games, Wii party. So, yeah. <laughs> that is pretty, I thought you were going to say that like you were ignoring him and then he withheld your mail until you relented, but I don't know. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, my dad actually got him um, to start working at the post office. He yeah. was like, oh, so, okay. 
Yeah. He's like, so how are you going to support my daughter? And I'm like, dad, I don't need to be supported. I can support myself. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you heard about that government pension. You're like, well, yeah, maybe you should like talk to him about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here I am. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having us on pops. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate y'all coming on. And that, yeah. that was, that was pretty neat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to thank you both so much for coming in. It was a lot of fun. And don't forget to check out all, all the links in the description. And actually, before you go, for the audio listeners, where can we find you both? So you can find us here on YouTube, Phoebe and Gavin. That is our main channel that we are putting in the most effort in. We uh, live stream here on YouTube. So um, every Tuesday, we're trying to keep that consistent with every Tuesday. We will sometimes stream twice a week, but, uh, you honestly can just find us here on YouTube under Phoebe and Gavin. We have an Instagram, same thing, Phoebe and Gavin. Um, and that's, that's really the main two platforms. I mean, we have, we have personal accounts on Instagram as well, but YouTube and Instagram, that's where we are. <laughs> Phoebe and Gavin. So I want to thank you both so much for coming in. That was a lot of fun. Everyone check out Phoebe and Gavin and y'all have a good one.